Way, the podcast. I'm your host, Gina McLean, author of the book, Find Your Way, and writer under the name Seeker and Sage. It's a joy to be bringing this content to you, and my hope is that it finds its way into your mind and heart, nourishing you and supporting you as you find your way. Welcome back to the podcast, all you beautiful listeners. It's Gina and, and Megan. And Megan. And we're in the middle of a series. We've moved on from looking at Find Your Way, if you haven't caught up yet. Last week was the first in this series of three. And we talked about our go-tos. We're still doing go-tos today and one more after this. But last week's go-tos were EFT tapping and journaling. So if you've missed that episode... Get on to it. Yeah. Get into it. We've had some great feedback about that episode. So Yeah, I wonder why. If you'd like to tell us, that'd be great. Some people have told <laughs> us what worked. We'd like to keep doing it for you. Um, maybe it was the, the topics, those two topics mm. were um, interesting for people and, and we were very practical. So with that in mind, we're going to try to be as practical as we can today and I've got my little pen and pad here Mm -hmm. because I need to probably write down as we talk some awesome peoples to look up. Mm. Yeah. So today we're talking two two other go-tos that Megan and I go to for our own well-being. um, Finding our own way is what you're saying, Gina. I am. And we're talking about, well, (laughs) Megan's... Megan's going to address movement. Movement, dance, music, embodiment. Beautiful. Well, yeah. Do you want me to talk about it now? I do. And I'm just going to say that that Mm. my little go-to is quite a big Mm. go-to. And it's been with me for a long, long time. And we're not sure of the words to put to it. But anyway, we'll get to that. Let's go with you and embodiment. Mm. Why is this one of your go-tos, Megan? Can I just do a little reflection? I have been dancing since I was a little wee poppet. And I can remember standing in my lounge room at... Now, hold on, I've just had a little brrr in my brain. I'll get back to that. Where did I live? Alma Street in St Arnold. And... Before we went to footy for the day, at footy and netball, I would watch Rage. Oh, same. Rage? Yeah, loved it. And so you'd you'd pop on your your fat back TV, right? And I used to dance in front of that TV and I loved Olivia Newton-John and I wanted to be just like her. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that were my dancing, my earliest memories of dancing, right? Absolutely loved it. And I'm going to say that I have, um, danced my way through life. I was telling a client yesterday that I dance every day and it's changed shape a little bit for me from your pub dance floor, Mm. of which I was always very fond of myself, Mm. right? Mm. Quite fond of myself on that dance floor. 
and just whenever there was if I was ever at a party if there was music on always I'm, I'm actually still the same it's just that I don't have to be really pissed to do it um but if there's ever music on I'm moving mm. so you're not going to get any conversation out of me huh? and then um a couple of years ago when I really, you know, and the years where I have stopped putting really any alcohol into my body and I always want to spend New Year's Eve um, in a state of my body being clear of any type of gross stuff, right, any stuff that it doesn't want. And I said to Gina, I said, Gina, I want to go on a retreat. And anyway, of course, Gina found me the retreat. That, that oh. almost shits me. But um, oh, she, and I love it. You could imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, so Gina found me the retreat, and it was a five-day dance retreat, alcohol and drug-free, with these two beautiful men. Now, now we will name them. Mm. Um, we'll just call them Henry and Jake for the moment. Mm. But two amazing. I'm going to call them young men because mm. they're a lot younger than us. Um, truly, truly amazing group facilitators, embodiment teachers, open floor dancers, right? Mm. And they're in Melbourne and um, at least Henry's got some online stuff as well. But they, I guess, helped me start my journey of um, movement for processing but, but consciously doing that I've probably been doing it my whole life right but but, but consciously doing that mm. so I spent five days dancing sometimes like we dance for like eight hours a day and, you know and all different types of music so it's not your rave you're not on the, the mushies mm. Right? Mm. you're um you've got a clear system and we danced our way into the new it was absolutely beautiful and since then, I've done some learning with John Wyland. Now, we'll be popping his name down because he is the, the god of gods. Hello, John, uh, of in our own embodiment and um, helping us feel our feelings through movement. Beautifully said, Megan. So we've talked a lot about in this podcast about being a woman or a human being who has a feeling inside them that they want to acknowledge and accept and eventually shift, like when, when you know, the feminine can hold on to our feelings for quite a long time, mm. um, but when we're ready to shift them. And so through my six-month journey with John Wineland, um, I learned how to move through the sad, to, to hold the sadness within you, so to hold it first, so to create the shape and movement of sadness and then keep moving until it moves through your body or you're ready to shift it and turn it into something else. Mm. So I had a beautiful um, a mother-daughter combo in yesterday. Absolutely divine. I just want to say that anyway, by the by. Um, the, the daughter's in year seven and I was saying to them, you know, they were telling me how they love dancing. Mm. And they were saying how they dance almost every day. And I said, have a practice at not just dancing for joy, which is because I like to use dance if I need to lift myself up, mm, right, mm. To, to, get, to get the energy really moving in my body and to pump myself up. And look, I recall a tiny little bit of Eye of the Tiger before my junior B netball grand final in Witchproof Narraport. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, that's important <laughs> to remember. 
We won. <laughs> well, it worked. And I was goal attack. I showed a lot of goals that day. Oh. I'm still very proud. I tell clients that story all the time. And, um, and now I've told you. So what was I saying? Lost my track. Oh, I said, I said to this daughter and mother yesterday, I said, when you feel sad, put on a slow-moving song and let the sadness kind of swirl around your body and amplify it, let it get bigger because we are talking about feeling our feelings and not avoiding or distracting or numbing from them. And the, the beauty that comes from feeling them and amplifying them and then releasing them through movement is absolutely divine. Mm. Now, I can also go into a type of meditative state when I'm dancing um, and some really funky stuff can happen and that's just like this amazing you know, additive to mm. the movement. But I can tell you when I am feeling angry, wild, frustrated, annoyed, pissed off, when I'm feeling those feelings, that's a, that's a fairly fast-moving energy in your body. So if you think about our feelings as energy, right, so the energy of sadness in my body, the energy of annoyance, the energy of frustration, the energy of rage in my body, so trauma experts would say if the energy, if that is sitting in your body, then you have to move your body to move it. Move your body to move your feelings, right? That's an awesome message right yeah, there, yeah, writing it yeah, down. Yeah. Yes. And so the times, well, I was so angry the other day. Uh, uh, look, it could have been with our government. Let's not get into politics. But I was standing in my kitchen and did I, I, and I don't always need music to do it, but um, I stomped and yelled and roared and, you know, my arms are flailing. So you look a little bit like a wild beast. But I can tell you, if I didn't do that on that day, I would have been carrying that anger around with me, mm -hmm. probably would have gone to sleep with it that night, probably would have woken up with it the next morning. Mm -hmm. But because I spent three or four minutes kind of thrashing it out, I felt so much better. Mm. And I'm, you know, I work with quite a few children, teenagers, and we stand up in my office and we, you know, we shake our hands and we rub our hands together and we do a little bit of jumping. And they think it's quite funny, mm. right? But what I'm really wanting people to know is you can move the feelings through your body by moving your body. And it doesn't look pretty. Mm. You're not in the middle of the dance floor with your dress flowing in your hair, you know, yeah. you know like a goddess. You can be on all fours and, and absolutely stomping and crying. Yes. Knowing that you are releasing whatever is feeling stuck inside of you. So it's not pretty. Mm. Um, it is so, so powerful. And, and as I said, there, there's not a day where I wouldn't dance. There's not a day where I don't move. And it, it is actually one of my main go-tos. So just to clarify for the listener... Mm. The dance, so you do dance for different reasons. Mm. Like you said before, you, you said um, if you need to sort of build yourself up a little bit and create some positive energy mm. to be able mm. to go and do something that, you mm. know, you might not feel like doing but now you've got to do it or whatever, 
bit of pointer sisters. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So you'll mm. you'll recognize, and here we go again with this incredible awareness that Megan has of herself and what she needs, and that's what we've tried to get that message across to you, beautiful people, all along and through mm. the book. So she's got this awareness that she needs a little bit of oh, I need a little bit of something to lift me up or give me a little boost. And she's, it'll sound like this. Get up, Megan. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> Put the pointer sisters on. Yeah. Right, so, or it was a little bit of John Farnham. Oh, uh, that's a nice story. Yeah. That's a nice story. So there's this deliberate going to and knowing that this this action helps you to feel better. Yes. And, and let me, I'm picturing it, and maybe you can too, listener, but picture her putting the pointer sisters on. Yeah. And you mean... Um, tonight, tonight, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> right. I'm so excited and mm. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control. And I think I like it. I like it. <laughs> so you're dancing to that. But that's... Is that you just dancing like you are on the dance floor and you're making it fun and happy? It's that kind of dancing? It's yeah, not I'm not the... trying to pick up anyone in my mansion, you know. Different types of dancing, but it's not the dancing that you're doing with shifting the sadness or no. the anger or the whatever. No. So I just it's want to fun. make that clear. It's, it's fun. fun. So Megan still does that kind of dancing that's for fun every day and joy. Yes. Then there's this other movement. Yeah. That because I see why the word dance does not really fully cover this embodiment. Yeah. I think embodiment practice, yeah, yeah. is a great word for maybe mm. us to use and for people to use. Mm. Um, that's a different thing altogether mm. and that's when we are talking about um, moving the body to move the feelings mm. and it's still deliberate and it's still mm. it's still with great self-awareness that you're yeah, yeah Because I, I'll tell you what a lot of people do and I know because I used to do it. Yes. I feel sad, I go and lay in bed. Mm. I feel sad, I lay on the couch. My I feel version. sad and I mope. Now, mm. now, that's not to say that there's not a time and space for that because mm. sometimes we do want to curl up in bed. And this is going back a number of podcasts ago where we say to ourselves, what do I need now? Yes. But, but what I'm saying to you is if I don't want to carry this sadness around with me all day or this frustration or this annoyance, or this crabby feeling, mm. or this I don't know feeling, like mm. I don't even know what's wrong, but mm. I'm a friggin' misery guts, right? Yes. If I don't want to carry it around, what I'm saying to you beautiful people that are listening is move, move your body to move it. Mm. And will it feel weird? Yeah. It's like tapping looks weird. I'm not going to tap on my face and on my head and under my arm like I'm a bloody monkey. Mm. Um, but if you are... As we are, and I can speak for myself, I am absolutely steadfast in my care for myself. Mm. And I refuse to spend days holding on to stuff that's not mine to hold on to. And I want to look after this woman. Mm. So this woman gets to have these feelings. Mm. I get to feel sad and annoyed and frustrated and cranky, but I'm responsible for them. And I'm, not, I'm sure as Shirley not going to wait for anyone else to change, for my feelings to change. Mm. So I will take these feelings and I'll do what I need to do with them. So it's not just got to get rid of them either. No. It, it's acknowledging mm. them, it's accepting them, and it's like... But sometimes, and I think particularly for the feminine, it's like, all right, darlings, okay, time yeah. for you to move on. Yes. Like I've held on to you for just a little bit too long. 
as someone, I, I'm someone who um, doesn't dance like Megan does, nor the, as well. Is that what you're saying? Nor as well. Um, I don't. Look, we're going back to the netball. We get a little bit competitive. I'm a better dancer than you. I'm definitely not a better dancer than her. I can give you Thank the you, tip. Thank you, Jennifer. Mm, nice. You can have that one. <laughs> She can have it, I said. It's never been said in 17 years. I'm actually thrilled. I've never thought. I have I, never, ever you know thought. What, but she's never admitted it. And I can sit <sighs> here and say my current feeling is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely thrilled. <sighs> I'm better at turning something do that. <laughs> so what I'm saying is a little while ago, it was only a couple of weeks ago, and I was in the depths of misery. And I said, for God's sake, dance. She Didn't did. I? She did. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to. So I did. Uh, on this particular day, I attempted to, and Megan so generously, these are the perks of us being friends, mm. she has shared a podcast, uh, not a podcast, a, playlist. a playlist with me and some music. But I, I had already found another one I could use as well. So it's not, you know, Eye of the Tiger or anything like that. It's music. So... I, I started, I was home alone, and that's another thing I think is a key point. Make sure you're in a place and a space where you feel safe. Oh, yes. So, and yeah, you, yeah. You, you kids probably don't want to see it. No. I, I mean, I am all for expressing our emotions and showing our children how we can help emotions move through our body. Yes. Because it's beautiful role modelling. Yes. But some of this... No, it's not for anyone else. It's like the journaling. It's not actually for anyone else to see yeah. or read. So so just on that, so I, no one was home mm. and um, and I had a bit of a go and I just I just kept falling on the floor in tears. I, mm. I couldn't actually... So then I went with that. I just... Yes. get down. I went with that and then I took myself back to bed because I, I did need another little nap. But then wouldn't darling because it's tiring. It's tiring carrying all that sadness. So anyway, the next day though, I I, you know, Megan's encouragement was resonating in my ears Mm. to give it a go. And I thought, okay, I found the playlist that she she gave me and um I got onto it and it was it was incredible. It was I had a real um shift. I did. I I, I've, I felt a real shift in myself after carrying this misery or feeling quite miserable for weeks. Um, it shifted and it was while I was moving and, and mm. embodying the movement and trying mm. to remember the things that Megan's just told you about feeling that sadness and, and, um, and whatever came up, just going with it and, and not don't judge yourself as you're doing it. It doesn't matter what you look like. And you're not thinking, oh, I'm now going to dance like this. No. You're moving in line with the feeling. You're moving how your body wants to move, kind of based on your feeling. Mm. But I just had this thought as you were speaking. If you stay stagnant, mm. your feelings will be stagnant. Mm. Right, so the opposite to... Yes. Just, just to help people make sense of it. Yeah. Oh, um, it makes complete sense And do you know me. what we say? We always say practice. Try. Just give it a try. Give it a go. I don't know. Would they be able to Google something? Yes, and exactly they can. So when you go on to um, when you go on to Henry and Jake's business page, it's called Common Roots. You're going to write that down. Mm. Common Roots. But Henry and Jake have also got their individual pages as well. They will offer you some free playlists on there that you can just download onto your your Spotify. That's great. Yeah. Okay. 
So we just say, I say give it a crack. Yeah. I'm really big on this because I, I, I think movement has to be in your bag of tricks mm. of self-care. Mm. It's like how many men do you know that say, I need a punching bag, I need a boxing bag at the back, and you know what they do. Mm. And you know what, go and, buy, go and buy a boxing bag for your boys because you picture that energy coming out of their arms, that anger, that frustration, that stagnant, mm. right, and it's coming out of their arms, hands onto the boxing bag and they're releasing it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And totally. it's the same as, you know, just the motion of journaling. It's coming out and it's coming mm. from your, your heart, your soul or whatever and it's going onto the page. Mm. That's what we say. Give it a go. Give it a go. That's excellent, Megan. There's so many um, great – you've made so many great points in that explanation, so thank you. I've written a couple down. And, yes, we'll make sure I'll list – and between now and when I post this, mm. if you think of any other great websites, I'll list them as well and people can do a little bit of research. Yes. Yeah. You did a great job listing them um, last week. Thank and you. Gina's now <laughs> famous because <laughs> Nick Ortner – now, it wouldn't have been Nick Ortner. It, it would have been matter. Nick Ortner's crew, but we're going to pretend it's Nick Ortner, A, because he's, like, famous in the tabbing world. B, he's very, very handsome. Oh, yeah. Um, very nice on the eye. And we're going to pretend that Nick's responded. Yes, and so he's, he's in that... Well, someone has responded is what we're saying. What is what someone has done from on behalf of the Tapping Solution? On behalf of Nick. They've um, made a little comment on our... Our video, Instagram. our fun video. Oh, hey, did you video. like that oh, video? For God's sake. Now we could have started with that today. I didn't cut with that. I thought it was fun. It was excellent. Um, yeah. So moving along though, because mm. look at the time, and we'll get to. Don't. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to do a little introduction? You could. Okay, I will. <laughs> She's bossing me again already. Go. No, you do. Okay. So ever since I've known Gina, I have known her to be an avid reader right so I, I, I do say to people I say if there is a book that exists that is in the line of you know wisdom around yourself or um, I mean people call themselves have books I don't like that name no, but you know but books filled with wisdom about being human and, and creating a life that you love if there's a book that exists it's on Jenna's bookshelf so, so when we um, were talking about what our, what our go-tos have been to find our way, sure as surely, like, Gina has read and read and read and read and read. Now, she does it for fun. I do. Anyway, that's, I still don't quite get it. I'm, you know, what about Maeve Binchy is what I'm saying. <laughs> I used to read Maeve. Go on. So she does it for fun and, you know, it's it's very um, it's very important part of every day and night it for is. Gina. And I said to her, I said, Gina, as we look over to the books, now she's given lots away, but there's yeah. hundreds over there. So I said to her, darling, pick three books. Oh, well, it's, anyway, it sent her into an upset tears, but she's all right now. I'm all right. So, so she's chosen three books and she's going to take us through the three books, why you might go to them, mm. what she's loved about them, and she's going to read a little bit from each one. But is there anything else you'd like to say about your reading journey, Gina? Thank you, Megan. Mm. Um, she's spot on. It's It's been since I was in my late teens that I got the diagnosis um, to do with my gut that was so unhelpful. 
but look at where, where it sent me. And I turned to the wisdom of Louise Hay. And um, that was the beginning, I think, of my introduction into this world of how our thoughts and feelings and our mind, basically, mm, mm. is impacting or influencing, affecting a physical body. Totally linked. Mm. You cannot separate them. Can't. There is absolutely zero separation. And back then that concept was still kind of new and challenging for people. It's still challenging for people now, but we've come such a long way and it's just a given these days, thank goodness. It's much more accepted. But that started me on this journey. And I suppose I, with chronic pain for all these years mm. and not wanting to believe for one second that it's for nothing it can't be for nothing it has to be there has to be some meaning I can take from it otherwise I consider it to be soul destroying mm. so I say my soul has has been with me journeying to find wisdom and and healing and knowledge and pointing the way, guiding me through all these years through the wisdom of other people's works, and it has predominantly been books. So, yeah, I go to other people's stories and the wisdom they've learned from their journey that might help me with mine. And I guess now I've, I've turned that around and that's what I've done with Find Your Way. I've taken mm. all that I've learned from mm. my journey. It's not everything, but it's, it's a portion of and doing the same thing. But I go to, I do, I go to books. It, it, it's mm. just a daily, it is daily. It's, it's, and it can be multiple books. So there's a stack beside the bed. There's stack, a stack in here on my little table and there's all the books on the shelf and Yes, I am talking about nonfiction. I am talking about the terribly named self-help um, genre. Eddie, a.k.a. John Holden, did mm. help me relabel that many years ago and we started calling it wisdom literature. Oh, that's nice. That's a lot better. It's beautiful. Um, so basically what happens is I'm... I'm also a seeker. I recognise that. Like, I'm not everyone is like that. And this was... One of the premises behind my business vision and writing, creating, find your way and all the posts. I don't say that people have to be just like me, just like you don't say mm. that, right? With mm. your dancing or the embodiment mm. or whatever the work, the tapping. But I'm not saying I want pe people to turn around and start being like me. I am a ferocious seeker. So, oh, yeah, you're off the charts. So, and it is part of my path and my yes, journey to be yes. that and to consume this wisdom and to share with you the wisdom I receive from my journey and path. But what I what I would like to impart is that you don't have to be as, as voracious as I am. I'm just suggesting that if there is some situation that you're experiencing mm. that's really uncomfortable or you've hit that boundary of, I don't know what I want anymore and maybe the crisis of I don't know who I am that you kind of maybe hit at critical times in your life through crises like mm. maybe the pandemic or a death of a loved one or, you know, mm. a, a significant birthday or an illness. 
and you're questioning, if you've started questioning, then I say get the books. Mm. Go go to the books. Okay, so can I, because the first book sitting there, mm. um, I was, I, I just want to do this because mm. it, it's, it's exactly in line with what you're talking about. Now, I can feel the tears. Now, I've, this has never come out in a podcast. Megan, I'm not going to cry. Okay, move through it. I was at Jana's one weekend. Mm. Oh, see, she does that noise. And, oh. <laughs> Sorry. What is that noise? And I, I was going through, a, I'm going to say the hardest time of my life, right? Mm. And I could not, I was in this horrible funk. And I got up and I, I, I went to Jana's library and I was going to choose a book Um. And I hadn't spoken to Jenny yet, I don't think. But I was going to choose a book and there was thousands there, thousands, right? And I thought, oh, for God's sake. Anyway, I went out to her and I said, darling, I need you to choose me a book. Um, and I explained to her how I was feeling. And the actual feeling was, I think the overall feeling was dread. And um, she just went straight and she got me this book and I can tell you... Now, she chose this book this morning as one of her three in amongst thousands and thousands that she's read. But I can say to you, this book mm. did change my life. What's the book, Gina? Well, now, I've got to hold back on the tears. I've had the full goosebumps and mm. the resonance. It's called Broken Open, How Difficult Times Can Help Us Grow, and it's by Elizabeth Lesser. And I would have to search my memory to find out when this book first came to me, as in when I first discovered it. But I I read it, whenever the first time was that I read it, I was blown away, absolutely blown away. I've photographed this book, people, on my, when I used to take photographs of books on the desk mm. for my Seeker and Sage Instagram and Facebook. So you'll have seen it on there. It's got a beautiful blue cover. I... Loved it. And then I just knew it was the book for Megan and it was, wasn't mm. it? It was just absolutely incredible. And mm. then I reread it and was simultaneously blown away again but in a different different way than the first time. Mm. What, one of the things I love about this book is that she's a beautiful writer and storyteller. Mm. So she tells you through her journey at this critical time in her life. Yeah. It hits most most of us where it hurts mm. and where we need to be hit. And then she also, um, in the second half of the book, has little chapters that um, that are a bit more just your good old explaining of the wisdom. Mm. Yeah, the, the straight non-fiction, but it's still beautifully written. Right, read us a little bit, please. Well, this is in the introduction... Very first line. The very first line. I've quoted this before too. She says, How strange that the nature of life is change, yet the nature of human beings is to resist change. And how ironic that the difficult times we fear might ruin us are the very ones that can break us open and help us blossom into who we were meant to be. I'm out. She's done. Get the tissues and a little blankie. Boil the kettle. I will just read this next little bit. Mm. She then says this book is about such times. 
It is a collection of stories about change and transformation in my own life and in the lives of my friends and family and the brave people I have met in the workshops I lead. I share these personal tales because I know that the arc of one triumphant human story traces the potential for each of our lives. There is a story in this book that can inspire and strengthen you whenever you may be, sorry, wherever you may be on your journey. Mm. Yeah. This book for me, and I think she's summed it up well there, this mm. book for me, if I was recommending this book to people, it would be for people that were going through real big significant change or loss. Mm. Um, and I have recommended it to heartbroken people, um, you know, long, long-term relationships breaking up, death of, you know, very close loved ones, because it, the stories that she shares, you don't feel so alone. Mm. And you also, because you know that other people have gotten through, and because she talks about the Phoenix process, right? Mm. Because other people have gotten through absolute heartbreaking tragedy. Yes. You know that you can too. Yes. And so it is filled with great hope. It is. And just as Megan was speaking, I was reminded that if I go to page 300, she's got this awesome appendix in the back with straight instructions for meditation, for um, all sorts of things that can help you with wherever you're at. And this is where I found the quote that really did drive me all these years through chronic pain, which I still experience, if you didn't know that, listener. So it's, it's something I still live with, which is why I still am going to the books. But she says, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is best known as the medical doctor who brought death and dying out of the closet in American culture. She created a curriculum for medical students and sat with hundreds of dying people. Her faith in prayer is legendary. Mm. That leads us into our next book then nicely. Mm. She says, you will not grow if you sit in a beautiful flower garden, but you will grow if you are sick, if you are in pain, if you experience losses, and if you do not put your head in the sand, but take the pain as a gift to you with a very, very specific purpose mm. and that dear listener and dearest Megan is honestly what I have been looking for all these years and continue to the very very specific purpose and the gift the purpose from the pain yep so she just said this thing about prayer and um so my second book, if I had to go to a desert island, that broken open is coming with me. Mm, mm. Um, but somewhere along the way, in my search, mm. so I don't just go to books, I do listen to podcasts, love, 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 love podcasts now in the last sort of five years or so. And I came across um, Christiane Northrup, who is one of the Hay House authors, who does awesome, all you women out there. Mm. Amazing discoveries and work on women's bodies and at different stages and changes in our life. And she had a guest on her show one time, and her name is Tosha Silver. And we'll write this in the notes. 
And I heard this interview of these two women talking together and they sound like they've become great friends, which was lovely as well. But this Tosha Silva, Christiane said how much Tosha's work had changed her outlook and her mind about things. Mm. And I'm telling you, listener, and Megan's nodding too because I heard it and loved it. And as I do, I go straight on to one of my favourite book buying websites and um, and away I went and ordered this book called Outrageous Openness. So you can look her up. She's on Instagram and, and um, Facebook and her website, whatever. But it's this whole notion of surrendering and releasing. And this little book called Outrageous Openness is, again, you pick it up and you put it down and it's so easy to read. She's so conversational. She, and I just kind of feel like doing this. What? Tosha, Tosha. Tosh, I just want to cheer her on. She is the queen of surrender. Yes. And offering to what she calls the divine. Yeah, the divine beloved. Yeah. But she tells these, she's quirky and humorous funny. and she's got these she's great funny. little stories. So, again, if you're not a big reader, let me just throw this in here for mm. you. Start listening to podcasts. Yeah. You, you, are, you have full permission to listen to other podcasts beside this one. That might be as good, but... But oh, no, Tosha is great. She's so great to. to listen to. So if you think, oh, I don't have time to read, you've got time to walk and listen. In the car. Yeah, when you're walking, hanging out the washing, whatever. Like I, I, When I'm cooking tea, the podcast is on. Yeah. So listen to her even if you don't feel like reading or have mm. the time to read or mm. can't get your hands on a book quick enough. But I've opened when Megan and I were um, talking about the books before we started. And on page 70, she's got this entry called Radical Release on page 71. Rather than the Western model of chasing, roping and branding our desires for dear life, a paragraha means moving through the world with an open hand and open heart. So that's just one little example of this thing about surrendering and releasing, letting go of, as in offering what it is we so greatly desire and without getting too... Um, bogged down in explaining her philosophy you check her out for yourself but this is the prayer that she says on page 71 and it's not prayer in the sense that you might have known so forget about religion just just you as an individual in this moment maybe saying this if if this is something that that fits for you and Megan and I have said this over and over and over and over again let what wants to come come let what wants to go, go. If it is mine, it will stay. If not, whatever is better will replace it. She then says, if you fully invoke God's highest will for you, you'll never fear the movement of the stars again. What a relief. Oh. So I know we could have a big, big discussion mm. with our listeners about their religion or their chosen faith, and that's... That's not what this discussion is about. I can tell you, and, and Megan has experienced this too, reading this woman's stories of actual real-life situations and the words that she has applied in terms of surrendering is amazing. It blew my mind. Yeah. It blew Megan's mind. Megan's passed this on to clients as well and it's blown them away too, hasn't it? Ah, oh, yeah. Yes. When you write out your... We're calling it a prayer and Tosha calls it a prayer mm. and we just don't attach any 
any no. just you know we're not getting our knickers in a twist about it, is what we're saying yeah but we recognize this this yeah. highest other this yeah. highest aspect of ourselves and this absolutely incredible thing <laughs> well i just say universe right this mm. universe that we live in that we are co-creating with mm. right mm -hmm. and so i've gotten clients to write out their prayers and it's it will blow your mind what you know what comes back in return so it's not you know we've talked about not letting you not trying to work things out with your logical mind yes and not pushing and striving and grappling and grasping at the thing that you think that you want. Yes. So, for example, when I was looking for a new home mm. and I knew that I wanted it to be close to town and I knew that I wanted it to be two bedrooms and I knew that I wanted it to be this, this and this, right? Mm. But I, I just wanted, I, I offered it and I wrote it and I said, please show us the perfect place for us. So not show us mm. the house on this street with this colour gate and yada, yada. Mm. Right. It's um, let the divine lead. That's what she says, letting the divine take the lead. And yes. outrageous openness. So, so you know what's best for me. Mm. Now show me. And, and you show me. And it's is such relief. Like she mm. talked about relief. It's like I don't have to hold on to anything. I can write that prayer. I can say that prayer. Mm. I can let it go, mm. and I can do life, mm. and and wait for the signs. Now, listeners, we are actually now touching on another go to that Megan and I both. <laughs> we might talk more about it next week, will we? Well, maybe we might actually. But um, oh, if we haven't, Gina. if we haven't already started to touch on it, but. But we could talk to talk to you next week about our journey with prayer. Mm. But look, that that book is a game changer. As is her subsequent book called Change Me Prayers. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank but you. I'll put that in the list too. Yes. But so not to lose the point of this, um, the go-to today was about looking for other people's support. Okay, we have, and are wisdom. You saying we've gotten carried away. Yes. Go to the third book. What's the, the third. Jenna, what's the third book? Oh, well, the other book I thought I'd pull out was this good old classic by Susan Jeffers called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I've read it a couple of times. And I think this brings us back to the very beginning where we started today mm. on page 175. I've posted this book as well. She says on page 174, acknowledgement of pain is very important. Denial is deadly. That's just a statement. Mm. And then on page 175, she says, we all know people who are out of touch with their pain, mm. who have refused to let themselves feel their emotions. Oh, yeah. When we don't acknowledge our pain, it will be transferred into a bodily symptom, anger or something equally destructive. Saying yes means letting in the pain full force, knowing you will not only get to the other side of it, but also gain something in the end. It is huge. If you look for it. If you look for it. Now, that's from a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Good old psychology classic. Yeah, yeah. But she, even she touches on the spiritual aspect of our life. They are, they are all connected. Yes, All yes. connected. You cannot detach the spiritual from the physical. You cannot take, no. take the emotional out and yeah, just leave the yeah. others, that they're all they are. connected. Can I just do a little reminder for, for, mm. for the listener? Mm. So if we if we talked about your emotional things that you needed to work through and heal through and maybe stories from the past, right, 
and and it had transferred into serious gut issues, right? Mm. So sometimes for people it's not that serious. Sometimes it's the sore shoulder. Mm. Sometimes it's the knee that keeps playing up. Sometimes it's the rash. Mm. Sometimes it, you know, so it comes out in all mm. different physical ways. Yes. And and you talked about Louise Hay before, mm. bless her soul, right? Mm. And she's got the, the amazing book around, and she will, now I read it out to clients. So a client will come with me with, you know, I had a beautiful girl in with skin problems on her face and we, we opened up Louise Hay and it was around self-esteem and self-worth. Yes. Right? And about hiding and about wearing a mask and all that kind of thing. Clients are always completely blown away. Yes. Between the correlation, the correlation between their emotions and what's happening to their physical body. I just wanted yes. to throw that in there. Thank you, Megan. Because, yeah, it does take us back to the beginning and me saying that mm. around the age, I think I was 18 when I got that diagnosis. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I do love to read. And I do do it for fun. It, it it's not just it's not even fun. I enjoy learning. I, I'm a I'm a a lifelong student of life, and and that's one of the ways that I get my fix. And and I'm different. And I will come to you for a book, mm. the Library of Gina. Mm. I will come to you for a book, mm. given what I'm going through at the time. And I only need that book. And yes. I mean, look, I have got quite a few books now. But I'm most, so proud of it. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I, I need what I need for the time. It's yes. not a continual thing for no, me. That's right. So take a leaf out of the book of Megan. Yeah. And maybe it's situational, but I still encourage you to to start looking. And she's pulling the face. What's that big realisation face? If we're going to be human beings who are willing to learn and grow, yes. we will seek wisdom from others, right? Yes. So we're not stagnant. Yes. So we're not sitting in the flowers and not growing. Exactly. Right? So I'm saying, why wouldn't you? Yes. If you want to be a human being who wants to grow and gain wisdom, mm. you will read or listen to other people. Yeah. And that's what you did when you sought out John Wyland. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't a book. It was it was this she's right. it was this beautiful man with all this knowledge and experience and the way he teaches and that was what a six month journey with him yeah. um, online or whatever yeah. you like and that could be a whole other episode Megan loved no. that so much yeah. so so we're just saying be open to looking for someone something something to support you to support what's you what's in your bag of tricks peoples because. This could be another topic one time, maybe next year, about the self-help industry and about self-help books. And I think I was probably carrying a whole lot of um, judgment and shame about myself for all the books. And originally, yes, there might have been um, this thing in me that wanted to um, improve. I'm going to use that word deliberately, improve. Mm -hmm. I know that it's not about that. I know that the book that I've written is not about that. Mm. And what I'm looking for is validating myself and I want people to validate themselves just as you do. Support through, themselves. And support themselves through embodiment, through it's called self -love, dance. It's it called is called self -love. the bottom line is self-love. We've got to go. We've got to go. <laughs> i tell you what's pretty funny. We what? start out very quiet and sort of shy at the beginning. And then we get through and we're at the 40-something minute mark. You and can't we... shut us up. No. Shut it. It's time for the cup of tea. Grr. I'm going to list as many of those things as I can. 
for people. Thank you to everyone who listens, yeah. and we absolutely love your feedback. We, we do. We we laugh and we <laughs> and well. <laughs> We do a bit of that. We do. So we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you telling us how it's going. And if there's and something do tell us that you're listening, otherwise we've got no idea. Yeah. Come on. Thanks, everyone. Put something in a message. Okay, got to go. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.